Hello there. Welcome to the second episode of Speaking Up with Lilibeth. I am your host, Lilibeth Inagbaye. And before I start, I would like to say thank you for clicking on the link and coming here to listen to me again. If this is your first time, thank you for listening. This is the second episode of my podcast and welcome. Um, So the topic I'm going to be speaking about today is one that is personal kind of because, you know, in my own journey and in getting to where I am right now in this topic, I... I had a lot of hiccups <laughs> along the way. So today I will be speaking to you about prayer. Now those hiccups I was talking about are a lot actually. At first there was a time in my walk with God that I felt um you know for my prayers to be answered or for my prayers to you know actually go to God, I had to have a specific time frame. That is I had to pray for maybe about 30 to 1 hour, you know, before my prayer really made sense. If I prayed and it was not up to 30 minutes, I would feel that mm, this prayer mm, didn't even go anywhere, you know. And then there was another time that I felt um, I had to speak a certain type of way. I had to have some certain type of words, you know. I had to, there were some words that I had to say that would make, that would make my prayer more credible to God. You know, there was a feeling I had to feel while praying that would make, that would make my, you know, my prayers answered. I would make my prayers accepted. And so if I didn't feel like that while praying, after praying, I would feel like my prayers, you know, were nothing. I would feel like I, I didn't just pray. And so... It really it became hard to pray and after some time prayer became um prayer became like a chore prayer became i know that's what i'm saying prayer became like a chore it became it became like a like a ritual it became something i had to just do you know when i wake up it didn't there were no emotions attached to it there was no emotional attachment to jesus you know i wasn't feeling any love it just became some, something i had to do because well i'm a christian and when you wake up the first thing you are supposed to do is pray you know <laughs> and then read your bible and so it went on like that for quite a while right before um I began to come into the realization of some things and God began to teach me some things, you know, about how to pray and, you know, why I'm even praying in the first place. And so if you you um, find out or if, you know, as you were listening just now, you realized that you are kind of in the same shoes as I was, right? Or prayer has become a chore for you. Prayer has become, you know, a boring activity for you. Prayer has become something you just have to do because you're a Christian or something you have to do because you live in a family where devotions are important. Everybody must do devotion every morning or that's just how you grow up. So it's a habit, right? But it's not something you enjoy doing. Um, I would like you to listen to the end. And even if you do not, even if prayer is sweet for you, I would like you to also listen to the end. And um, I would like to share some of the things that, um, you know, um, that I know that prayer is, right? I would like to share with you some of the things that God has taught me in my own relationship with him for what prayer is, right? Okay. So let's get right into it. That was my short introduction. Let's get right into it. Now, the very first thing that I know that prayer is, and the, even like the most important thing that prayer is, is that prayer is a means of communication with God. You get me? Prayer is where you come to actually talk to God. And that is one of the advantages that we got from the death of Jesus. 
he died so that we can communicate to God. Before, before Jesus' death, they could not just talk to God anyhow. Nobody could just talk to God. Before you would talk to God, you had to be a priest and then go to the holies of holies. Now we don't get to do all of that stuff. We can just get on our knees and just talk to him. We can sit on our bed and just talk to him. That's a goddamn privilege. It's a privilege. Okay, and a lot of people have gotten this wrong. They feel that, oh, you are... I think the more you are seen as the more reason why you should come and talk to him. <laughs> you get, you've, you've made a mistake or, you know, you're not where you're supposed to be. You're doing things you're not supposed to do. It's the same, it's the more reason why you're supposed to come and talk to him. You are the one he wants to speak with. And so we let the things that we see as our sins, you know, stop us from coming to talk to God. Prayer is firstly a means of communicating with God. And it's a conversation where you get to speak to him. And then you listen for him to respond to you. And so it's just the way you will speak to your friend. They said that this person is God. And so you have to speak to him with respect. But it is first of all a conversation with your heavenly father. Now I understand that there are warfare prayers, intercessory prayers, you know, supplicative prayers, and you know, some MFM prayers. But <laughs> most importantly, it is communication, right? And even in all of these types of prayers that I just mentioned, the purpose and I know that the purpose for each can be different, you know, but still in all of that you are communicating with God because you're not, even if you are saying you are doing warfare prayers, you are not fighting with your powers. You do not have any powers. You are fighting with God's powers, and so you are asking God to fight on your behalf. God is the one who is fighting for you. He is the mighty man in battle, and so He is fighting for you, and you are communicating to Him. You are telling Him what to do for you. And so communication is the bedrock of that relationship. I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. It is, a, it is that place of prayer is where you begin to form that relationship, right? So in all of your prayers, you are communicating with God, right? He's accepting your request. He's fulfilling your request according to his will, right? Of course, because of course you've prayed according to his will. If you've not prayed according to his will, there might be some issues there because... He will not accept, right, something that is not in his will for you. And mind you, his will for you is always perfect. His will for you is always good. And so if you are praying against his will, then what you are praying for is not good for you. You might think that what you are praying for is good for you at that particular time. But this is somebody who lives outside of time. This is somebody who has seen your ending from the beginning. And so he knows what is good for you and what is not good for you. Okay, so prayer is the bedrock with from which you form your relationship with God. It is, in that, it is in that place. Because, I mean, how can you even form a relationship with someone that you don't talk to? You know? So that's that's literally how you get to talk to God. You have to open your mouth to pray. You have to open your mouth to talk to him. That place where you open your mouth to talk to him is prayer. And I mean, I mean, can you just... If you're, you were living with your father, for example... Can you just go to him every day and say exactly the same things every day? You don't tell him how you feel. You don't tell him how your day went. You know, you don't just him stuff. I mean, what kind of relationship would you have like that? And so God is your heavenly father. And trust me, he wants to hear how your day went. He wants to hear whether you like the food you ate or not. He wants to hear, you know, about the person that annoyed you at work or the person that annoyed you in school or the lecturer you think is, you know, you know, um, maybe cheating you or something he wants to hear all that you are you have going on all that you have in your mind all that you have in your heart the worries that you feel he wants to hear everything 
he wants to hear everything and so it would be boring if i mean like the thought that i had that you had to have some certain words you know you had to say some certain things for your prayers to be accepted that's just that's not true because even with a normal person, even with someone you see, there's no way you would build a good relationship with someone if you are saying the same thing. Every time you meet the person, you are saying the exact same thing. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this. I give you the glory. I give you. you know, the relationship would not work. The relationship would not grow. So how do you feel that you can say the exact same thing with God and the relationship is supposed to grow? Do you understand me? And so that thought, that mentality, you know, that, you know, your words have to be, your words have to be perfect. Your feelings have to be perfect. You have to be in this good state before you come before God. It's wrong. It's void, right? God wants you to come as you are. He is one who will perfect you. You cannot be perfected before you go and meet him. Do you understand? It is in your relationship with him that you are perfected, not before you go to him. He does not judge you. He does not think you are silly or you are stupid. He wants to make you perfect. He wants to make you like him. He wants to bring you out of the darkness of this world, right? And make you light. Mm? And give you light. And make you like himself. And make you holy and separate unto him. Do you understand? And so, uh, no. You do not have to have the perfect words in the place of prayer like I thought. I don't know if there's any one of you there who thinks that, you know, you have to have some certain words, but you do not have to have some certain words to pray at all. It's an avenue for you to, to pray as an avenue for you to talk to God, to tell him all that's on your mind and hear him speak in response to you. It is in that place of prayer that you build intimacy and it is in that place of prayer that you know him personally and build a strong relationship with him. So after establishing all of that about prayer, the next important thing is you have to know who you are praying to. Just the same way you will not walk up to a stranger who speaks another language and just begin to speak English or whatever tribe you or whatever language you speak to the person. If you would want to build a relationship with God, you would have to know who you are praying to. Now, in the sense that I've said and the place of prayer is where you get to build a relationship with God. How do you believe how do you build a relationship with somebody when you don't know who the person is? And so when we come to the place of prayer, we should have a consciousness, right? That we have come to speak to God and that He's supreme. Right? And so when you recognize that He is God and you recognize that He's the creator of the universe, right? He's like He's not on your level. That recognition would cause a reverence in your heart, in your mind, and even in your body. For me, what it looks like is when I sometimes I can start my prayer sitting down and then i just begin to praise god and i begin to just extol his name and say oh how mighty you are you know you're a good god you're amazing you know you created the heavens and the earth and then you know that reverence begins to build because i'm saying you created the heavens and the earth you know you knew me before i was born you know you're the god of moses you're the god of abraham and so this this i begin to notice in my mind that oh my this person is not my mate and so i pretty much might not want to sit down while talking to this person and so it's in that place that you know humility just comes in and i go on my knees you know i close my eyes i cover my hair if i can you know I'm, my hands are in the air and then reverence just comes in humility just comes in you know 
And so that's what I'm trying to say. That's the picture I'm trying to paint. That you do have to go to God. You do have to refer God when you want to go to him. Because you do not want to go to God. And you're like, Baba God, this person, this, this person just do me. <laughs> and not just like I'm, or you know, um, you're just complaining and you are blabbing and all of that stuff. It is written, um, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with prayer. And so when we come to the place of prayer, we are supposed to come with that with a, with a reverence in our hearts toward God, right? Because we know that, yes, he's my father, right? And I can talk to him the way I want to talk to him, but that doesn't make him my mate. Do you get that doesn't that doesn't make him somebody who's on my level? Do you understand? And so let us do a quick analysis of the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer starts with our Father who is in heaven. That is where we'll stop. Our Father who is in heaven. And so that line is referencing that you are not here with us. Do you understand? You are our Father. And so you are the Father of mankind. But you are not on our level. You are not on earth. And so that is where reverence comes in. And then he says, hallowed be your name. That's where praise comes in, where you begin to praise God. And so that's, that's what I'm saying. There's supposed to be this reverence for who God is. Because if you come and you think that, uh, you know, God is just this normal, regular person. I mean, you can still pray. You can still pray, right? And God will still hear you regardless because he is um, he's such a gracious God and he's such a kind God, right? But, but in the place of prayer, now if you want to have quality prayers and you want to build your relationship with God, you should go with the reference in your heart, right? It acknowledges God's supremacy. You are saying, I, I, I know, right, that you are God. And I know that whatever it is I'm coming to ask you here, you can do it, you know? And I'm saying that I want to come and have a relationship with you. You are supreme. And so when we do come to the place of prayer, we must begin with the consciousness that God is holy, that God is set apart, and God is superior. And we must continue with our heart posture the entire duration of the prayer. right? And then we can go on, according to the Lord's Prayer, then we can go on to praising God and thanking Him before we now say, Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But that consciousness, right, that God is supreme, and that reverence is a very vital part of our prayer when we do pray. Now, um, at the beginning, I talked about prayer becoming sort of like a ritual. You know? <laughs> something you just have to do because your parents say you should pray every morning. Or something you have to do because your family members, everybody in your family does devotion in the morning. Or something you have to do because, eh, you're a Christian and Christians must pray. You know, read your Bible, pray every day, that kind of thing. And so you just lose the, you know, you you ah, you lose the joy, you lose the the sweetness in prayer. You know, you do not enjoy it. It does not become a thing of pleasure. It becomes like a chore, like a boring activity that you just have to do, right? Not something that you enjoy. And then you tend to say memorized words when you pray. No real heartfelt words. You know, no emotions attached to anything. Trust me, I've been there. Been there done that and i do think that oftentimes the issue is that we've lost touch with god's love we we do not feel god's love you know we've like the the affections we do not feel affection we do not feel the affection that god's that god feels for us we do not feel that god loves us that much do you get as you just come here just doing everything but you see the act of prayer right is us humans responding to god's love 
So how will you respond to God's love if you do not feel God's love? Do you get? And so one of the reasons why we enjoy prayer, right, and you pray without any external prompt is because we are fully aware. One of the reasons why you can enjoy prayer, right, is because we are fully aware of God's love for you. And so in response to that love, you can get on your knees and pray and communicate to this person, you know, openly, you know, and then you are, you, you know, you feel affectionate towards this person, which is God. And, you know, you can just respond because it is response to God. It is written, we loved because he first loved us. And so you don't just go and love on God like that, you know, without an understanding of his own love for you. Because, I mean, you could not. The only reason why you love is because he loved you in the first place. If he didn't love you, you cannot just carry yourself and go and love God. Do you understand? I really hope that you do. And so, when you want to pray, I mean, for me, um, I try to remind myself of God's love. That's one of the things that also happens when, um, you know, with the story I just told you about, you know, about when I start praising God or when I start extolling him and then I, I begin to sense a kind of reverence and respect for God in my heart, you know, that moves me even to, you know, come to this place of humility, Right. And so this ex the thing that will prompt you, the passion that you have in your heart to pray will come from when you begin to feel God's love. And so when you lose sight of the truth that, you know, God loves you and loves you fully with all of your flaws, all of your inadequacies, all of your sin, you know, when you lose sight of the fact that God loves you in in entirety like your entire being god loves you and all that you are yes he might have separated you from god but not sin might have separated you from you know having a relationship with him but sin cannot stop god from loving you do you understand and so when you have a misconception that oh because you've seen god does not love you ha it will be hard for you to pray so sin does not stop god from loving you it stops you from having a relationship with him do you understand? It's, it, it severs the connection that you have with God, but nothing can severe the love that God has for you. And so when you come to the place of prayer, there's supposed to be this understanding, right, that God loves you. And so you can stand, and because of what Jesus has done, you can come boldly before him and talk to him, right? And so when you understand that oh, your sin is not there anymore, when you understand that, you know, God does not count your sin against you. You can now come to the place of prayer and actually talk. But if you have your, your sin in your front, right, your flaws, your inadequacies, oh God, I can't speak well, oh God, I just did this, oh God, I just did that, you already judge yourself before coming to God. Do you get it? And so you feel, man, God may not want to really listen to me. And so he hinders your prayers, he stops your prayers. You're already even doubting. You're already even doubting in your heart. You know, and your mind is never on God anymore. And so you even just, you, you by yourself scatter the conversation, right? And so that's why when you go to the place of prayer, there's, we should always have this consciousness that God loves me. And nothing, nothing on this earth, nothing, nothing at all can stop God from loving me. Nothing can remove God's love. Not even the Bible, nothing can stop God from loving him. I'm telling you. Nothing, nothing can separate you from the love of God. God loves mankind. God loves humanity. God loves me. God loves you. God loves your pastor. God loves that your enemy, that your ex, your ex, that your boss. God loves them. 
a person that hurts you god loves them god loves you god loves you under the sound of my voice god loves you with everything that he has and with everything that you are he loves you and so when you come in that consciousness when you come with that knowing that in your heart right it becomes so easy for you to now respond to him you now want to talk to that person because you know that that person does not judge you do you understand and so it's not hard it doesn't become a chore for you to talk to that person because you know well this person doesn't judge me this person loves me and so you even want to rely on this person you want to trust this person to tell this person sis see what i'm going through sis see you know the challenges i'm facing right now sis see what this person said to me you know see what i'm feeling right and so I guess maybe you might be thinking, well, how do you not lose sight of God's love? How do you always remember, you know, that God loves you? Because there are sometimes you can do things and, you know, um, those things overwhelm you. And you might just forget that. You might forget that, you know, God doesn't judge you for what has happened. So how do you lose sight of God? How do you not lose sight of God's love for you? One, maintain an attitude of gratitude. Always be grateful. For me, it is when I, you know, get into that, like I said, it's when I get into that, you know, action of praise. When I begin to praise God, that is when I begin to say, oh, my, this, this man loves me. This man, he loves me so much. You know, it's, it's when I begin to see my inadequacies, but I also see his hand. You know, I begin to see all of the times that I have, you know, I have, um, you know, missed it or I have done wrong. But I also see that he has not left me. And then I am reminded of how he has, you know, always been there for me. And so there's this assurance that if he was there for me, then he would be, you know, he will be here for me again. You know, he will always be here for me because I am now reminded of the things that he has done before and how he has come through for me before. So one is always maintaining an attitude of gratitude. The Bible says rejoice always, Right. And two would be always study the word of God. Throughout the Bible, we see cases of God's love for mankind, like throughout. In fact, everything from Genesis to Revelation is, you know, God's love to mankind. So to study the word of God and let it remind you that God loves mankind and mankind includes you. <laughs> you are mankind, you are humanity, right? And so talking about the word of God, when we pray, or even when you study the word of God, right? And it becomes a part of you. When you study the word of God and it becomes something that you know offhand. Something that you can just quote offhand, right? You know the thoughts of God in every situation. You know how God thinks. And you know God's um, you know God's thoughts towards you. You know God's ah, predisposition towards you, kind of, right? You know how he feels towards you. In every situation, God, what God feels towards you is love. Now, there are some times that you can grieve the Holy Spirit and, you know, you can even make God angry or you can disobey God and he feels, because I do think that God has feelings as well. And I, I think I do know that God has feelings as well because there are times that, you know, God has been angry. If you read the word of God, there are times God, have, God, have been, God has been angry with people. Even Jesus got angry sometimes. So I do know <laughs> from the scripture that God does have emotions, right? And so um, you can know the thoughts of God toward you. Now, one thought that I know that God has toward us, according to the scripture, is good. God's thoughts thoughts towards us are always of good and never of evil god cannot think evil of any man because he's holy 
God cannot think evil of any man. God cannot set leg for you. <laughs> so you fall because you disobeyed him. Now that does not mean that we do not have punishments for our actions, right? So even when you do bad, God forgives you both. Like my friend said, by your, he said forgiveness is not the absence of punishment, right? So even when God forgives you, you will stay there. will still be punishment. But God never thinks evil of you. God never thinks wrong or bad of you. Do you understand? And so his his predisposition towards you is always one of love. And even if he will punish you, he he is also drawing you back to himself. Do you understand? And so you can know the thoughts of God in every situation. You can you can have that assurance that um whatever it is that has happened, God loves me. God loves me and he will always love me. And so that is one thing that studying the word of God does for you because you know the word of God. And so you can use that when you pray. So when you pray, you can boldly give as so when you pray, you know the word of God and you know the thoughts of God. You can boldly give God's word back to him. You know? And he has said, my words will not return to me void. It is written, my words will not return to me void. And so you can stand on the word of God because the word of God gives your prayers weight. You get It gives your prayers some sort of credibility. It even shows your credibility, you know, that you've gone to study and that you're giving God, you know, back, you're giving God's words back to him. It gives your prayers some sort of credence and even tells God that you are a credible, you know, child kind of. Right, and so you can when you pray, you can stand on that word and say, God, you said this, this, this. And so because you have said this, I am asking for this. I am in the name of Jesus. I am praying that this, this would happen because you have said this. Because that's happened like this before in the past. You showed yourself worthy to Moses. You showed yourself worthy to Paul. You can also do it for me because I am your child. So God, I pray in the name of Jesus that this, this, this happens for me. Do you understand? And so it is very necessary. It is very necessary. In fact, I don't even. It is very necessary that you pray with scriptures. Scriptureless prayer is not prayer. It is very necessary that whatever you are praying is in accordance with God's will. How do you know God's will? The word of God is His will. How do you know what God is saying concerning the situation? The word of God is His will. The word of God is what He has said. You know, and so you can say His word back to Him. You can stand on His word and say, "Because this has happened, because you said this, because this is your thoughts toward me, Father." This is what I want to do. Now, I just want to say that some people can, some people can, um, you know, distort this in a way. Um, because I, I think I heard of a lady, I don't know, I think it was Papa Adeboye that was saying, of a lady that said, um, I don't know what she was, but she, I don't know what happened, but she was asking that she get married to a man that was already married. And I, I mean, I mean, that's a married man. Oh, God has joined together. Let no man put asunder. You cannot expect God to answer that kind of prayer for you. And she actually prayed that prayer on, you know, with the word of God on basis of the scripture, on the base of the scripture. And so I also want to say, even as I am saying that, you know, you can hold God with his word. And I also want to say that you should make sure that it's according to God's will. You should make sure that whatever you are asking, right, is according to God's will. And you are not misinterpreting the scriptures when you pray. You should not go and be asking for... I don't know some weird stuff, right? Just because oh, you are believing God, or because you see that it has happened in the scriptures before, right? So please pray according to God's way when you pray. Do not pray some kind of outrageous things, right? That are not according to God's will. You can pray outrageous things that are according to God's will. You know, you can pray outrageous good things, right? Because he's he's he does not think the way we think. <laughs> Yeah, there's some things that you can that we will see and say, Oh, that's outrageous, that's too big. God does not see it as too big. 
right so as far as whatever you are saying is according to god's will it will never be too big for him to do right so please ask and ask according to his will and always always use the word of god right and stand upon his word and ask for whatever it is you are asking but then you cannot stand upon the word of god that you do not know because you want to open to one as you do not know in the sense of you do not know it's you know even offhand because I mean, you will not get the word of God. You will not get to be with your Bible all the time. Except maybe you have your Bible. You have your phone um, with you all the time, which is true for almost all of us. But then, uh, there are a lot of distractions that can come with your phone, right? And so even if you're going to be using your Bible, I have to say, okay, let's open this. Let's open this. Um, let's open this place. <laughs> let's open the scripture and then use it to pray. Open the scripture and then use it to pray. Open the scripture and then use it to pray. Um, I would advise that you know the scripture offhand <laughs> because there are times that times will come where you need to pray, you need to pray immediately, and you do not um you do not have your Bible, you do not have your phone with you. What do you do? And so study the word of God and study the word of God day and night that you will know it, that you will keep it in your heart, that you will know it offhand, that you will know the thoughts of God, that you will know how God how God would respond to something, what God thinks of this thing, right? And then you can use his word to pray <sighs> okay you guys uh this is a long one <laughs> this was a long one thank you if you've listened to this point thank you so very much for listening i really do hope that this would help your relationship with god and your prayer life i really do hope that you now know that you know god doesn't judge you he doesn't judge you based on your actions he loves you and you can actually go boldly it's written let us come boldly onto the throne of grace that we may obtain grace guy you can actually go to the place of god the place of prayer boldly he does not judge you he does not judge you he does not judge you jesus has dealt with that issue of sin jesus has dealt with that issue of sin he does not judge you you can boldly come before god and tell him what you want to tell him and even if you were to ask for forgiveness, also go there and ask for forgiveness and ask him to have mercy upon you and receive his mercy because his mercy is new every morning. Okay? And so you can go and ask for his forgiveness and receive his mercy. So I really do hope that this episode will help your relationship with God and help your prayer life. Okay? So can I pray for you? Give me a few minutes to do so. Thank you. Lord Jesus, Lord God Almighty, I come before you today and I say thank you. Thank you even for your son, Jesus, that you released unto us. Thank you because because of the death of your son, we can come before you and we can talk. I can talk. I can talk to you. I can speak to you and I can hear you speak to me in response. Thank you because we have the privilege of prayer because of the death of Jesus. Thank you, Abba Father. We give you all the glory and we give you all the honor. We appreciate you. We do not take it for granted. Thank you, Lord God Almighty. We give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, I pray for as many that are under the sound of my voice, as many that will listen to this podcast. Father, I pray for their prayer lives, O Lord, that you, by yourself, Lord God, would help them to pray better. That you would hold them by the right hand, Father, and lead them in the place of prayer to how they are supposed to pray. That you would teach them, Father, to pray and to pray rightly in the name of Jesus. Amen. Father God Almighty, let these things that I have said, let it help them, O Lord, in their prayer walk. Let it help them in their relationship with you, Father. I pray, O Lord, for deep intimacy and fellowship with you with these ones. For these ones, Father. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Teach them of you, Lord. Teach them to learn of you and learn from you. Teach them to open their ears, O Lord, and take away distractions and listen to you and obey your word even in the place of prayer. Teach them to hear you. Teach them to know that this prayer is a dialogue. It's not just them who is supposed to be speaking, but they're also supposed to hear from you, Father. Teach them that. Teach them to experience it. Teach them to love on you truly. Teach them to have emotions towards you. Teach them to be affectionate towards you, Father God. Teach them to build a relationship with you in the place of prayer. And to study the word of God. That they may communicate with you better and that they may know you more. Thank you, Abba, Father. Thank you, Lord God Almighty, for I know that you've heard me and I know that you've answered my prayers. For in Jesus' name I have prayed. Amen and amen thank you god okay guys thank you so much for listening to this point i i I honestly did not think that the um podcast was going to be this long but um here's what we have (laughs) so thank you so much for listening till next time bye